Hey, greetings, friends. This is John Morgan with Tim Hargrove, and we are presenting the Economic Empowerment Masterclass 101.3. What that means is we're in the first uh, Economic Masterclass in a series of four. They all have six lessons. So we're in the first Masterclass that is called the Foundations for Success. We're in lesson three, which is called Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life. And uh, so I want to ask you to do two things for us, please. If you are accessing this uh, free masterclass through a social media platform, would you please like us and share us? Uh, when you do that, you help us build our empowerment uh, community. So I'm excited about this one because Tim's going to take uh, the yeah. lead on it. How are you feeling, Tim? You ready to, are, yeah. you ready to rock, are you ready to rock and roll here? Yeah, this is a great topic. <clears throat> it's one we love talking about. And uh, yeah, I'm ready to dive in when you are. Yeah, I can't wait to hear what you're going to say. So, uh, so take it away, man. I'm going to tell a lot of personal stories about you today, okay? Oh uh, yeah, I hope yeah. I, I hope that's not a problem. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, well, folks, listen, we're glad you're joining with us today, and we talk about change your thinking, uh, change your life, because that's a pattern uh, that we see. And so today we want to talk about three things that we must do to solve poverty, because solving poverty is part of our work uh, that we do in the world, but also how do you grow prosperity in your own life? Um, you know, there's a lot of great books about it. There's a lot of, I should say, there's a lot of books about it and some of them are great mm -hmm. and uh, some are not. Uh, but today we're going to give you some really core truth that's going to help you in this area, especially as you're thinking about um, growing prosperity in your own life. And no matter where you're at or what the conditions are in your life, it's a big thing. I want to begin by bringing up a couple of points for us to look at. So uh, let me grab my screen here. And um, we're going to talk about three things that we must do uh, to solve poverty and grow prosperity. And so the first one is this. Uh, we must change our thinking to change our results. And uh, when we think about changing our thinking to change our life, we're really saying We've been on a path. We've been getting certain kind of results. Uh, we want different results. Something has to happen. And one of the things that we talk about together a lot at PPI is this uh, image of the cognitive model. And uh, John, would you talk about that a little bit with our listeners today? Yeah, the cognitive model is used in uh, a variety of fields because it just, I mean, it's so in it's so intuitive that this, this is how it works because the way we think drives our actions and the actions that we take are what are creating the results that we're getting in our life. Mostly, sometimes we get results that we didn't cause and they come from other factors, but we, we, are, the, uh, we are the causers. We are the cause for a lot <laughs> of the effects that are happening in our lives. And that may sound bad, but it's, that's a good thing because yeah. God has created the world in a special way and given us a special place in it where we are we are cause effect beings. Uh, that's what it means, partly what it means to be created in the image of God. God has given us the ability to intentionally bring about results in the world. We're not animals. Animals do what they do by instinct. But human beings have a level and a kind of abstract thinking that's given to them by God, where in our minds, we can work out the results of actions several steps down the road, and we can imagine the kind of better results, the kind of a better world that we can create. 
And if we're thinking properly, then that's going to lead us to those right actions that will create those results. That's the cognitive model. So the cognitive model is used in education. Um, it is used in psychology and therapy. You know, the idea is if you want to change your life, uh, a, lot of, a lot of times a lot of bad behavior comes out of bad thinking. Uh, what what the uh, motivational sp uh, speaker uh, Zig Ziglar used to call stinking thinking. You got to get rid of the stinking <laughs> thinking if you want to change yeah. your life. And, and that's true. Um, in, in success, writing about success, this is a big model, the cognitive model. It goes all the way back to the classic written by uh, Napoleon Hill called Think and Grow Rich. And, uh, it, 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 you know, what he was saying is you got to change how you think about stuff. And that's going to do different actions. And that's going to lead you to do the kind of things that's going to bring income uh, into your life. Um, it's used in management uh, theory and teaching. It's used in leadership uh, teaching. I did my uh, doctoral uh, dissertation on um, a, it was a cognitive model of why dif different people are able to leave at different levels. And the point of it was that higher level leaders get their minds around higher level problems. They think about it, they come up with the right actions, and then they, they help produce those results. So uh, it's a very big deal. And it's also part of the spiritual formula for, for spiritual formation. And we see that uh, even in the Bible. And uh, Tim will bring some of that up here yeah. in a little bit. But yeah, that's a big order. The cognitive model is a big deal because it, yeah. it works. Well, it works. And um, so what we're saying is you start with new thinking, that new thinking leads to new actions. And it's the new actions, uh, the new thinking plus the new actions produce new results in our life. If you want different results than what you're getting um, in this new year, we're pretty new in the year. If you want new results, you're going to have to have some new thinking and some new actions. And, um, you know, I think we, we kind of intuitively know this, John, but there's a, always a challenge for us. Is it really going to work? You know, is it really going to pay off for us? And I come back to what you'd mentioned. The Apostle Paul uh, wrote this uh, to the church in Rome. And he said, don't conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. How do we do that? He said, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so as we begin to to do some removing of old ways of thinking, we can do a lot of renewing. And uh, we begin to have those new, those new thinking and the new results are really come as a result of the new thinking and the action. So that's a big thing. And um, so it kind of brings me to a big question that I've had to ask myself many times. I, I wanna encourage our listeners to think about where they're really at today and ask yourself this question, are you willing to change your thinking? Are you willing to change your thinking? That, that's not an automatic uh, thing, is it, John, uh, for us yeah, in no, our human condition? No, it's, in fact, it's the opposite. We, we, we like to hold on to our current way of thinking because it validates us. Uh, everybody wants to be validated in their thinking. I, I often thought it was funny when I was pastoring, uh, after preaching a message, somebody would come up to me and goes, man, I love that message. That's, that's exactly what I think. And I, right. and, I, and I would feel like, okay, so my message validated what you think. So in your opinion, it was a good message. <laughs> but what but if what, it didn't? What about the person who comes in and doesn't think this way? Was it yeah. a good message for them or not? And the point is right. not, do you agree or do you not agree? Is, is this the truth, you know? Yeah. 
And I, and I guess the, I guess the level of motivation you have of being willing to change your thinking is, do are, are you happy with the results you're getting in your life? Yeah. Or do you want a better life? And if you want a better life, you got to realize, okay, there's something in the whole thinking mix that, that not quite what it ought to be for me. <laughs> yeah. It always starts there. And uh, <clears throat> if we don't start there, then the change really doesn't happen. Sometimes people start with actions, John, but they haven't really came back again to the thinking behind that. Uh, I like to say beliefs uh, drive behavior 100% of the time. Behavior doesn't drive our beliefs. It's our beliefs that drive the behavior that's going to actually happen. I love some of these statements. These are out of our power book because uh, you may have to come to a place in your life where you say, hey, I am created to create value. I can run a business or I can buy a home or I can have a different future. I can create wealth. I can be successful. I can believe in myself. Um, I don't think, again, it's just automatic that we just uh, wake up every day and we are, are already automatically ready to make those statements uh, about ourselves and, and truly believe it. Yeah. And, you know, I want people to, uh, most people who take our uh, master classes, they're not going to own their own businesses. They're going <clears> to <throat> prefer to work uh, for an organization. So, you know, maybe another, another uh, I can statement would be things like I can get a raise. I can move up in this organization. I could supervise people. I could manage people. I could become an executive in this organization that's helping to guide the direction of the organization. It's, what, it's like whatever that level of aspiration that God is putting in your heart for the bigger, higher, greater life, really starting out with that, I, I, I could get there. If that's where God wants me to get, I could get there. Yeah. So economic empowerment, one of the things that we're, we're saying, and we say it over and over again, is that economic empowerment flows out of this whole different way of thinking. Um, it's a kind of thinking that leads to a new sense of security often in our life or a new sense of confidence or maybe it enables us to dream a little bit uh, about what the future could be like if we took some new steps, some new actions in our life. I also think, John, when we are looking at having to take some risks in our life, um, I think that this is one of those areas where we have to get some, we really have to get some new thinking before maybe we're going to try to move up in that job or we're going to change a career, or maybe we are thinking about starting a, a business or a ministry or something of that nature, uh, wherever there's risk involved, a new way of thinking is going to have to be a part of that. So let me bring back to something that really gets in the way of this, okay? Um, if I were to ask our audience, you know, do you want new results in your life this year? I'm pretty sure that everybody would say, yeah, there's some areas in my life I would like to have different results than last year, um, but there is something that happens that gets in our way, and, and it's this. It's this area of limiting beliefs, and I happen to believe that um, we don't rise above our limiting beliefs, so if we're going to solve poverty or if we're going to grow prosperity, we're going to get new results, we must identify and let go of our limiting beliefs. I think identifying them is a critical part. It's, it's admitting that they're there so that we can let go of them. And I wanna give you uh, some examples today of what I'm talking about. There are three very common limiting beliefs. And um, I've been a few places, several countries, 
I've lived out of the country for six years. I have never been anywhere in my life, John, where these three limiting beliefs were not common. Yeah. And I also discovered these were common in my family history, my family of origin. Mm -hmm. um, my parents took great strides in their life. They had to overcome these three limiting beliefs as well. And here's what they are. And these have affected me over the years. The first is called scarcity. And it's a belief that there's not enough, um, not enough resources to go around. Um, scarcity is a false belief that will hold you back. Uh, because what it does is that it blinds you to opportunity. Mm -hmm. So you really have opportunity all around you. Uh, but it blind you to that opportunity. There's a lot of people today, a lot of talk in our country that, well, we don't have opportunity anymore. I, I don't believe that. In yeah. fact, I don't believe there's anywhere in the world yeah. <clears throat> that is so bad that there's no opportunity to advance or to get new results uh, in your life. So uh, I see it as a false belief. It, it can create a defeatist attitude in your heart. It can cause you to wake up feeling defeated every day before you've even you know, got out of bed and started your day. And it will make you believe that prosperity is not possible for you. Right. Yeah. And, uh, uh, wow. Chad, let me interject on this one, because here's, here's a real interesting thing that we see. We, in our organization, what we're doing is we're solving poverty through empowerment, not, uh, not charity. We're solving poverty through empowerment, not charity. And, and the people that only use charity, the reason why they only lose charity, use charity is they have a limiting belief about the capabilities and potential of the poor. They don't believe the poor have the raw ability, the, the intelligence, the capability, that they don't have any resources that they can go to. I hear it, say, I hear it said frequently, what do you do if people don't have anything? And, and one of the things we always say is nobody has nothing. Right. Everybody has something to start with of how, how they can start creating the value that would create the income that they need. And uh, it's just, I mean, it's, it, it starts with the thinking. If the thinking is wrong or the thinking is right, man, yeah. it just, it, just it, it shapes everything. So we spend a lot of time uh, in our courses talking about how do you overcome this? How do you overcome this as a false belief about how the economy works? And uh, we'll go into that in other courses and we'll talk about that more deeply. Uh, but this is a big one. And um, uh, I grew up in a family with family history that this was, this was one of the things that was actually taught in our family. Well, we're this way because there's not enough. Our situation is such that there's not enough. Now, my parents had already uh, dealt with it all by the time I came along, but this was a big one. The second one is insecurity, which is, it's this is getting more personal now and you're just saying well i'm not enough um have you ever thought uh john in your life have you ever made the statement well maybe i'm not smart enough yeah oh absolutely yeah. I, that, that, that that plagued me for a lot of my life i think uh for all of us you know we look at it we want to we want to try a new something it could be trying a, a new career or trying a new church or it could be trying a new sport or a new um, business opportunity, a new relationship. And we start thinking, well, you know, I, I'm probably not smart enough, or I'm not talented enough, 
And it's saying that my abilities and my talents are deficient in some way. And again, here's what really bothers me about it. Usually we say this before we've even actually tried. <laughs> like we haven't even tried. I yeah. used to I used to teach people how to water ski. And um, I can tell you, I used to laugh because how many would tell me that they can't do it? And I'm like, well, we haven't even gotten in the water yet, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. uh, why don't we try first? Yeah, yeah. And, they're, and, they're and then we'll see. Yeah, they're not going to get to the action level because they're not. They're, they can't even get past the belief level. No. So again, this is what we're saying. It starts with a new way of thinking uh, about it. And uh, if you think you're not smart enough, talented enough, or good enough, you may be thinking, "Well, I really can't create good. I can't create value. I can't make things better, solve problems." This becomes a a, a big deal. And I just want to say it like this: insecurity is a trap that will hold you back from being the person God created you to be. It's a trap. It will hold you back, but it doesn't have to. There's one more that's really common. And uh, this is growing. By the way, uh, our country has all three of these, right? Uh, in a pretty, pretty large scale. Um, but it's, a, it's the belief that I can't do enough. So powerlessness is a belief that we have no ability to change our situation or to change the world around us in a positive way. Uh, we just celebrated uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, yesterday, and we remembered and celebrated the amazing things that he set out to accomplish. What an incredible person. Uh, one, uh, John Maxwell considers him to be the greatest leader of the uh, 20th century. And um, so here's, here's what I think about it when I think of him. What if he had got up and thought, well, the problem is just too big. Uh, there's nothing I can do about it. Nothing's going to really happen. Nothing's going to really change. Anyway, he wouldn't have done it. And he wouldn't have become this person that God had created him to be. Um, let me read some statements and ask if any of these statements um, sound familiar to you. Uh, statement one, no matter what I do, it won't be enough. Um, the problem is just too big. There's nothing I can do. Uh, this situation's never going to change. Uh, I've done a lot of counseling in my life as well. And when people are looking at relationship issues, right, or they have a really bad manager uh, in their workplace and they think, well, it's just, you know, it's never going to get better. It's never going to change. I can tell you after 34 years of uh, leading and working and coaching and counseling people, that is just absolutely not true. It's yeah, not so, true. So, so, so let me, let me kind of comment on, on the current application of that in my life. I, I struggled with all these when I was young and uh, I mean, all through my life, I've, I've struggled with them uh, over, over different issues, but I'm out, I'm at a new point in my life. I've never been here before. I'm now uh, 62 years old. And uh, guess what? At 62, what I've discovered is I don't have the energy that I had when I was 32. And so the, uh, the stinking thinking that can kind of uh, threaten me from time to time is um, you don't, you're not going to have enough energy. You, just, you, you don't have enough energy to do the vision that God has called you to do. So, you know, maybe, maybe you ought to just kind of give this one up. And, and, but then I have to go back and remember that many people, many people have achieved the greatest achievements of their lives in their 60s, in their 70s, in their 80s, 
And even some of the greatest books and works that people have done, they've done them in their 90s. Yeah. And, you know, I just, it, yeah. it's, it, it's, it, it's like there's an old saying that a friend of mine used to use that his dad would tell him, and that is, whether you say you can or whether you say you can't, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so true. So be careful about what you say. Be careful about what you say. Yeah, I, I'm with you, John, as, as we uh, you know, get on. I, I just recently turned um, 58. I know I've probably told some people it was 28, uh, but it's 58. <laughs> I just turned and I'm, you know, uh, honestly, I feel very ready in many areas of my life to, to take on these new challenges. But it's been it's been a time coming. I've had to prepare myself mentally uh, for it physically. Um, when I got up at five this morning to go to the gym, you know, my body doesn't always say, oh, awesome. Let's go do that, uh, today. But, um, but let me come back to him. I'm glad you mentioned about this personal challenge with them, because I think that's something that all of our listeners can relate to. Again, we all say, I really want new results in my life. And usually when I hear people say that they're talking about important areas of their life. Uh, not dumb things. They're talking about things like their family or their marriage or their income or their health or all these areas that are very important. And yet when we're not getting the new results, these limiting beliefs, we rarely rise above them. And for me, that was, that was true. And just, just a, a quick story uh, of my story is that I was uh, born in Roswell, New Mexico I had uh, between 40 and 50 fractures by the time I was 13, and I spent the first 16 years of my life in a wheelchair. And so for me, um, it, was an, it was an issue. Going to school was terrible. Um, I, I really struggled with it. It's funny because I loved to learn, but I hated school, mm -hmm. and I hated school because of the pressure. And every school I went to, uh, elementary, middle school, high school, I was the only student in a wheelchair. And so what happened is um, I was always the smallest, you know, and I, it, it, here's what I said about myself. I just called myself, I'm the school cripple. And I, I said it, I thought it, I believed it. And it was a struggle. And as I started getting into high school, I really began to make a little bit of progress uh, with it. I know that's time sometimes you don't make progress, but I, for me, I guess I just began to be able to wrestle with it differently. Uh, but I had to work through it uh, for a very long time. And today I understand that God created me different for a reason. But at the time, it felt like a curse. It felt like uh, people were against me sometimes. It felt like the school system was against me sometimes. And I, and, and it, could feel like God was against me. And I later realized that this was a blessing in my life, not a curse. It was a part of God's purpose for my life. And uh, the curse was the way I was thinking about myself. Uh, that, was, that was the curse. Mm -hmm. And so I bring that up today, John, because um, when we start talking about helping people uh, overcome poverty, and we talk about this topic of economic empowerment, one of the most shocking things to me was about how much of it really doesn't have to do with money. Right. Uh, we went to Guatemala um, pretty recently, did some training, 
uh, there was a couple there uh, that kind of mentioned that to us. Um, you want to talk about them for a second? Yeah, the Martinez's. They uh, after the training, man, they they were moved, and I could tell that um, you know what they had heard had hit them deep. I mean, and it was even deeper than cognitive. It was cognitive, but there's a deeper level than that. And yeah. what is the strategic? What's the word? The strategic advantage or the the strategic power? of our economic empowerment training is that we also go to that deeper level. Yeah. We're, and we're going to talk to you about that. And we're going to talk about, you got to go there too, because that really is the beginning point of transformation in these areas that are going to end up being economic. Yeah. You have to go there. And uh, let me just say, before I leave these limiting beliefs, we need to change about the way we think about our past. Um, sometimes you've had negative experiences, maybe like me, and that makes you place a value on yourself. That's absolutely not true. It's not accurate. And you have to think, uh, you have to learn, Hey, I'm going to have to change the way I, I think differently about my past. And I'm going to have to think differently about myself. And I had to do that. And you may have some big challenges today. And I just want to encourage you today. Uh, that it, it, it doesn't take away from you. If you've had a difficult past or you've had some struggle with these limiting beliefs, it doesn't limit what you're capable of doing today and who you can become. But you, have, you do have to keep moving forward, think differently so that you can take new actions and get new results. And when we, we bring all this up, because I want you to see this third point that's so important, I want you to understand why. I think it helps you understand why we believe number three <laughs> is so important. We must recognize that all real and lasting change begins at the spiritual level. When, so when we're thinking about, okay, I need to have new actions, new results, thinking and, and new actions to get new results, that's all fine. You could almost think, well, the cognitive model is enough. But when you come to this place and you said, you know, I'm going to have to deal with my limiting beliefs. I'm going to have to think differently about my past and about myself so that I can actually be empowered to do something. Now we're coming about deeply to who we are on the inside. And um, this cognitive model, um, we talk about it because it's good. It's good. It's true. It's accurate. It's just incomplete. Right. It's incomplete, and um, it, alone, it's it's not enough. Uh, John, give it give us an idea, a little bit about, um, for instance, in the world of solving poverty, there's some false beliefs, right? Some limiting beliefs. Uh, oh, it's 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 just infected with all these false beliefs. And uh, we're gonna we're in in some more lessons. We're gonna drill into you know, how that is and all that is working, but it really goes to the root of poverty. 95% uh, or probably more of people and organizations that try to uh, treat the problem of poverty in the world, they go to the fruit of poverty. If you imagine a, a fruit tree, they go to the fruit of poverty, which is what are they lacking? They're lacking food, they're lacking clothes, they're lacking water. And so what they try to do is just give them free all of these lacking things, thinking, 
if I change the fruit, I've, ch- I've solved the problem. No, you haven't solved the problem. <laughs> You've got to go to the root and the absolute bottom of the root, as you see in this model that is just pulled up, number one, it goes from bottom to top, uh, just like the, 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 the fruits of a tree from, from one to three. And we're just concerned about the lower half of this illustration right now. Don't worry about the cultural. We'll get there later. But the very beginning point is the spiritual orientation and the mindset of the people. Look, Tim and I are men of faith. We are men of the Christian faith. We believe in God. We believe the Bible is God's word. And and, um, we believe that within God's word, there is an economic worldview and there are economic principles and they absolutely work. And here's what you have to understand is that around the world where there is endemic, systematic, generational poverty, they have not had a spiritual transformation yet that has been translated also into the mental change to think differently about the world, to think differently about themselves. So the Bible and Christianity are the most, and God himself are the most empowering things in the world. Mm -hmm. This is why dictators hate the Bible because (laughs) dictators hate empowered people. They want people to be sheep. They want people to be mindless. They want people to be helpless so that they can control their minds and control their lives. But when you understand that this begins at the spiritual level, and then you can truly uh, have the mental, the cognitive change, and then the action, the the, the behavioral, that's going to produce the results of prosperity and not poverty uh, in, in your life. So I would say it this way. If you want to have the resources that God wants you to have for his purpose for your life, you're going to have to wrestle spiritually with God. You're going to have to go through some, some spiritual transformation where you believe God and you believe what he says on this topic. And I'm telling you, when you hear what he, when we get into the next master class, we're going to start drilling into the actual principles and, and they come from multiple sources, but they are also grounded in the Bible. And you're, and you are going to wrestle both in your mind and in your heart with God. And our challenge is come to that place of faith where you say, you know what? I believe God. I believe his word. I believe what he said. So I'm going to change my mind and I'm going to change my behaviors. And I'm, and I'm, I'm going to be working towards the kind of new results that God says I can have. So yeah, yeah that's, that, that's, that's a big deal, man. Big it's deal. a big deal. And, uh, and I'm excited about our courses because we do deal with uh, what you, again, what you said, we deal with the root causes of these problems in our life, uh, not just with the fruit. And so, um, so today we said, look, we have to change our thinking to change the result. Uh, we need to identify and let go of limiting beliefs. And we need to realize that all really real and lasting change begins at the spiritual level. Um, I want to close out today by asking John to talk about our courses a little bit. So we have a, a resource that's available. Um, you want to talk about that? Yeah. So uh, one resource is our power book, which is the main training manual for these master classes. I want you to know that you don't have to get uh, the power book, uh, but you can get it. It's, it, it's, a, it's, it's a great, um, uh, we call it the power book because it's our most powerful ideas in a succinct format, uh, fully color illustrated, but it's short enough that it's not going to take you a long time to, to work through it. 
Uh, you'll see there at the bottom of that graphic that there's also available lesson notes and PowerPoints and other resources that will help you and your group if you're going through this together in, in a small group. It'll help you, uh, even if you don't have the PowerBook, to have the notes that you need to take these master classes. So that's the first uh, resource that we want you to know about. The second one, which will be our next graphic that we want to show you, is just kind of giving you the overview of these master classes. This one is free. Um, there are three more that really drill into the core uh, principles of economic empowerment. So um, if you uh, are, are looking at potentially buying this package before May 1st of 2022, there's a pre-launch special bundle, which is an awesome price uh, there that you can get it for. If you are taking these lessons after May 1st of 2022, then all you have to do is go to our website at uh, peopleprosper.org, go to the resources, then check out the master classes and look for the best price bundle that's available uh, at that time. And uh, that's how you get your best deal. If you have a large group of people that you're trying to get through uh, these courses, like in a church or a ministry or a business or a big group, and you want uh, to talk with us about uh, a special deal for that, uh, there's our contact information is at our website just drop us drop us a contact and uh, we'll be happy to talk to you about that if you're working in some place around the world uh, that is a high poverty community where the people cannot afford uh, to to pay for their master classes then we will work with you on on uh, how we get those to the people that you're working with for free so uh, the people who pay for their courses are helping us provide it free for the poor around the world. And uh, so that's that's how all that works. And, uh, you know, th this masterclass is all prep so that when you get into the principles, your heart and mind is in the right place. We didn't mm -hmm. want to just dive into the principles because you, you have to know the background of this. You have to know these foundations first so that you can succeed and moving forward on these principles. So, um yeah, we're excited that you've been with us so far, but we want you to keep keep on keeping on and uh, get get all of these master classes under your belt to change your life. Yeah, keep going. You know, keep going. Don't stop. Uh, new thinking, new actions means new results. And it works everywhere. It works for everyone, no matter where you live, no matter what situation you're in. Uh, this is how growth and change takes place. Yeah, Tim, so thanks for uh, leading us through uh, this lesson. Uh, been a great lesson. I, I, I think kind of my wrap on it would be like this. You know, we titled it uh, change, your, change Your Mind, Change Your Life. And I think what we came to is even a deeper idea, and that is change your heart, change your life. Yeah. And I just want to get everybody ready that as we keep going deeper into this Masterclass series, we're going to keep challenging you not only change your mind, but by faith, change your heart. That's going to change the root of the whole thing. And it is eventually going to end up in a whole different kind of life that you're going to be uh, living for the better. Does that, yeah. how do you feel about that, Tim? Does oh, yeah. Amen to that. Amen and amen. And we're going to share some great stories of uh, people where that's exactly what's taking place. Yeah. Cool, man. Thank you, Tim. So let me ask you again, uh, those of you who are watching this, if you access it through a social media platform, would you please like us and share us uh, this, this resource to help us build our empowerment community. So as we're uh, signing off, let me uh, sign off with this. And that is, would you go forth and conquer? Tim, go forth and conquer. I'm going to go forth, forth and, and conquer. conquer. 
Uh, appreciate it, Jim. Thanks a lot. And we'll see everybody next time.